This episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Speed Pro East Bay in Alameda, California, in the heart of the San Francisco Bay Area. They're the source for premium visual solutions to spruce up your interior space. From window decals and wall murals to conference room graphics and directional signage, create a work environment that is tailored to your brand. They'll not only print your custom graphics, but do installation as well. Visit eastbayspeedpro.com. That's E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-S-P-E-E-D-P-R-O.com. And mention the BJJ Campaign Podcast for 15% off your first order. Also, Eddie is a jiu-jitsu guy, so folks, go out there and support him. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to this episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, two stripes. Phil Coors, A2, blue belt, one stripe. Andrew Faraday, A3, blue belt, two stripes. Perfect. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. And uh, a couple things that we're going to mention. Andrew, you can find him on The Fight Game. Yeah, and it's at Fight Game Series on Instagram. I... I got in trouble with the UFC, uh, so I had to remake a new Instagram account. But that ins- the new Instagram account is doing well, though. So yeah, no doubt. And and folks, if you haven't gone to see some of the the documentary series, uh, some of the little snippets that he's released, go out and check them out because it's incredible. I just watched one early this morning, and uh, I don't know if I can say it or not. Yeah, you can. Okay, because it's uh, Matthew Mortal Brown sharing a great story. A couple minutes, really, really good. Are you going to put that one out there? Um, yeah, that soon? that one we can. I can actually give you guys that one. You guys can put it up on your page. You know, awesome. it's just like a little preview. Yeah. No, um, awesome. Yeah. No. I mean the the documentary thing. It's it's kind of crazy. It all just kind of came together where I really. When I started this, I didn't think anyone would talk to me, but I, so I just started off with regional people, and then I went down and filmed with because I have a regular job, so I travel for sa- for sales. So mm-hmm. basically, I got down. I had to get down to Tampa, and I reached out to Matt Arroyo, and I was like, "Hey, man, like you know, you know, do you want to film? I'm doing this like little documentary thing." And he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then so I go down there. We're interviewing. I mean, he's an amazing. He's an amazing gym. Like he's like 500 students. I mean, he's it's, wow. it's a huge gym. It's like he's like a school in like a date like an after school inside. It's a really nice gym. He's got Billy. Uh, I can't say his last name. It's Billy Q is what he goes by, and they have Matt Frivola down there. Not Billy Blanks. The uh, not Billy Blanks. Tybo. Not not Billy <laughs> Blanks. But no. So I'm doing this video, and the interview was going okay, and then out of nowhere, he did this like. Dana White, like, you want to be a fighter type thing. And it, like, it really, like, he just went all out. And he was like, this is what it comes into being a fighter. Like, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And pretty much, like, it was, like, outlining, like, this is what I made. This is what you're going to do. And for you, this is, like, this is all you're going to make doing this. So you have to want to do it. And then it just went viral. Like, it's up to, like, 50,000 views right now, the one clip. Yeah, like, and then, like, it got shared out by some, the double champ in 
One FC. So I, I mean, every day I'm getting messages from people from China, just like you have no idea what they're saying. But it just every day just keeps <laughs> the translate uh, thing eh, doesn't work. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's weird. And then you get like the the million messages from people in Pakistan that want to like sell like me to like do geese with them and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I don't do geese. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's been an awesome experience. And then everything kind of went from there where. Um, after that, I kind of realized then people started reaching out to me, fighters, coaches. Um, I mean, people that like, I didn't get to interview everybody in this season that I wanted to, but I'm going like, so I'm going to do a second season where um, one of the main things we're going to do is uh, Betty Broadhurst and I were going to Montreal to TriStar. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're going nice. up there for two days and we're going to film up there and we're going to hopefully interview some interesting people while we're there. I can't say who, but hopefully, hopefully there'll be some good guys on there. I'm going to be going out to California. I'm going to be interviewing different people that not a lot of people hear from. Like, um, for example, um, Gabe Rudiger. I don't know if you ever watched Tough. Mm -hmm. He's sure. the guy that yeah. like won the beach where, where he like, you know, he's a guy. I feel like his story's never been told. I mean, at one thing about those shows is everything's script I mean everything's very carefully constructed so they can make you look however you want to look so I'd be cool to talk to him I want, I'm going to interview Jeff Sherwood who created Sherdog oh yeah, yeah. so just wow. kind of the telling stories about people but the main this first season is about Joe Selecki and Adley though that's going to be wild uh uh, sure dog that sure yeah. because I've heard a lot of crazy stuff yeah. about that I'm sure you're gonna get some crazy oh stories. no I mean I've gotten like I've gotten some crazy stories like the like the clip you saw like with Matt Brown like yeah I mean a Matt I mean that his first fight his amateur fight was in a in a gas station in the park he was warming up in the parking lot there was no commission they decided right beforehand there was no doctor available so they weren't going to sanction the fight the referee was basically his also his cornerman so I don't know in like in between like this guy he was getting elbow and it's amateur so you can't really do a lot but then it was just that was just how it was and um, so yeah I've got so Joe cutting going back to who the main so it's about Joe Selecki really and Adley Edwards mm -hmm. everyone that probably watches UFC they know Joe got Joe was on the Contender Series got the contract and basically uh, you know he he's in the UFC and. Um, when I started this, it really all started at Toro Cup because sure. I never met Joe. I didn't know who Joe was, and I interviewed him. And then basically, um, he, we were doing an interview during intermission, and it was so loud, and I kind of like interrupted him during the interview. And I was like, can I swear? Yeah. Oh, I was yeah, like, God damn it. Like, I mean, I'm like, what an asshole I am. So I reached out to him. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm doing this documentary. And then this is before anything involving the UFC or anything happened. And then. And speaking of which, we are, just so you guys know, we are at the Toro Cup now, the all women's. Oops. Thanks. The all women's uh, Toro Cup. So you're going to hear some background noise throughout the podcast. Don't worry. It's not. Don't adjust your radios. We'll, we'll try to do our best to get that in post. But yeah, so we've got, so Joe came on and I had no, like I, after doing this, I really don't, I've never really, I don't kiss fighters ass. Like I don't really like, I, to me, they're, they're, that's their job at they, you know, I, so like Joe treats it like it's a job. Like he, every single day does his thing. Same with Adley. Adley treats it like it's job. But basically the idea was, was to have two guys kind of like hoop dreams where you mm -hmm. had two guys sure. that really didn't know each other, but they probably, I mean, Joe and Adley kind of know each other, but they're both chasing the same dream. Um, most people know Adley had to put, Adley got hurt, didn't get to fight in the contender series, but he's going to bounce back. But we're going to kind of show that, you know, again, this, the fight game is one of those things where, you know, there's no, like somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. Like, it's not one of those things where, 
you know, at, you know, everybody sees the happy endings. There's just yeah. a lot that goes into it where, so that's really kind of what I want to show, but I also don't want to be like where I'm like bashing, like it's a great sport. Like the UFC is a great organization. A lot of people want to bash the UFC and say they're this, they're that. Uh, I mean, you know, they provide a great platform for people. Um, but yeah, I want to give people voices that, you know, don't, you know, normally get heard and kind of just tell some stories. So I think it's really cool because I, before two years ago, I had, I didn't even know what jujitsu was, you know. And when I watched the UFC, I have no idea who anybody is, and I didn't realize how much that impacted, um, how much I care, you know. Like I don't really watch sports anymore, but when I did, I wa I did you know talk radio shows about sports, Sports Center all the time, you know, all the drama stuff for lack of a better word was why I cared. Yeah. And when I watched two fighters. I'm not a big UFC guy, MMA guy. Never really have been. Um, if he I don't just know, loves Ben. Askren. I love Ben Askren so much, but I'm trying to get him. I think I, I, mean, I, I hope, hope man, you that's, do. That, that one that one's doable actually, but it's just you got to connect the right. So you got, it's like a puzzle. You got to find the right person that knows this person. Then it's it's not as hard as you think, but it, it's possible. But something we've noticed too is that everybody's uh, surprisingly. You know, I I don't know. I always think of. Uh, like when I first started, I thought all the people who'd be really good would kind of be assholes, but that no. never is the case. They're always Almost the nicest every, people. The case. Everybody's always good the dudes. People. Like, um, I've had one guy, and I'll tell you who is off air, but one, one person uh, blew me off, and I actually called him out on it. I was so scared when I was saying it to him, but then I was like, you know what? Fuck him. I got to, you know, I, th look, this is, you know, if I blew him off, he would probably be just as upset. So I was like, look, sure. man, I drove all the way down here to interview you and you didn't show up. Like, and he was like, man, no, you're right. He was like, I, I messed up. He like more than made it up to me. Like, you know, we gave me some really great content and like, you know, he spent like two hours with me and we like, interviewed. it ended up being really good. Uh, but you know, after that, I was kind of like, you know what, look, these, and it really, I, one, a really well-known MMA coach kind of said the same thing. He's like, dude, some of these guys, even if you're in the UFC, that don't mean shit. He's like, if you're living in an apartment, like barely making rent, it don't give a matter if you're in the UFC. You're 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 failing. It's basically what this coach said. You're failing. Mm -hmm. You're not where you need to be. Like, so that's where kind of like these guys, you know, just because you're in the UFC, that don't mean anything. I mean, even Joe, like, it's kind of like going from like high school where you're a senior and everyone knows you to college and you're a freshman and no, but you're like a nobody. Right. So that's kind of like the thing where like, cause I'm not a really big jujitsu guy. Like, but, I mean, I've interviewed some really cool jujitsu guys, which is cool. Like Keenan Cornelius, mm -hmm. um, JT Torres, um, uh, Joe, I, I mean, I did meow when he was here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Same here. Yeah. yeah, no, he was great. Um, and but you know the one of the things I want to try to do is do more jujitsu stuff also kind of I'm going out to worlds next year uh, Masters worlds um, Which is kind of funny because you know my like my traveling partner is Betty like yeah. so she's she's the best I mean she's a huge supporter of mine and um, Yeah, so yeah, I mean I want to I want to also focus more on my training, you know while I'm visiting these gyms, too So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Betty uh, an icon in um in particular, North Carolina, Virginia, jiu-jitsu, sure. uh, part of Roll Forever, Roll Forever, and she's—I don't. She's I'm in not, her. She's late, like, mid to late sixties. I'm glad you said it because no, I'm not no, and she, uh, she's an, and I literally the weird thing is, is like Betty is just one of those people like salt of the earth type person, and uh, she, yeah, she supports a lot of athletes, goes out to Masters Worlds every year, 
Purple Struggle. belt, Master Seven. She struggles to get a match oh, every year. Feels because, so bad because you know there's no other Master Sevens <laughs> out there competing. You no, know, it's in. And the thing is, so she and I have become really close. Like I said, we're going up to Montreal together. Um, and yeah, so she, you know, she'll message me because see, my I've been doing jujitsu for like seven years, but like. I'm not that like I have to say I'm not athletic would be an insult to people who are not athletic. <laughs> like I mean I don't watch YouTube videos. I mean I watch you. I don't watch any of that stuff. I have a very simple game, and it's just you know I've learned just by getting smashed. Just I'm really hard to tap, and but like you know but I'm not that good at jujitsu. But again I don't train as much as I would like. But um, so she kind of put something out there. You know she was kind of upset after her match. And she messaged me and I kind of, she said to me like, hey, you know, I'm so depressed, I lost my match. And I said, what are you depressed about? I was like, did, did, I was like, did, were you expect, like, do you think anyone's looking at you less because you weren't a jiu-jitsu? I don't think, I don't think anyone's like, man, Betty, God, how did she not? No, you Betty. You suck, Betty. Yeah, no, like, no, no she's, said that. no, no one even thinks that. And that's the I whole thing. I cried when I saw the photo. Oh, she, she sent it to me and I was like, you know what? something like that and stuff like that like she doesn't realize like the impact she has on people and that's where um so next year i've made a commitment to her i'm going out to masters worlds i'm going to start training as soon as the documentary comes out like october 6th and then i'm going to do two ibjjfs prior go out there (laughs) i don't have high expectations but we'll i'm going to go out there film but just go out there be try it out say i did it and just you know get for the experience and um i i'm going to lose 30 pounds in 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 the in the in the in the process so i'm going to kind of document that and kind of uh yeah just to try to get back down to where because i have a how much time do we have we have a few more so i have a really this is this is a kind of an mma story but it sort of ties back to jiu-jitsu so this very well-known um, MMA coach. His name's Safe Saud. He has a gym called Fortis MMA down in Dallas, and he, uh, they've got 11 UFC fighters in the UFC right now, None, but they're all homegrown fighters. And wow. he's a no-nonsense, no-bullshit. Like, you show up, you, he don't care who you are. You come to practice with everybody else. There's no special treatment. Yeah. And uh, I went down there and filmed, and he came outside, and he goes, dude, what the fuck are you, like, what are you doing? He goes, like, are you make like, what are you trying to do with this? And I was like, I was like, I'm trying to make it good, but you're, he goes, do you like fight? Do you, I was like, no, I mean, I've done jujitsu, he goes, but I bet you thought about fighting before. I'm like, I mean, maybe, but like, then he, and keep in mind, it's like a thousand degrees outside. I have camera equipment and he's trying to talk to me and he's like, you know what you're going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Tell me, I just met you. He said, you're going to take a fight in the next year. And I'm like, Wait, uh, no? No, I'm not do that. no, but I'm not saying that. I'm thinking this is crazy because you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna lose thirty pounds. You're gonna you're gonna start training with little gloves, you're gonna get used to getting punched in the face, you're gonna take a fight. And because you know what, you're gonna be able to look back and say, I did it. I made the walk. Who cares if you win or lose? It doesn't matter. Yeah. And he goes, I'll even watch tape and break down your opponent for you. And this is like one of the most well-known coaches like right now in the game. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, their gym is it's owned by it's it's one of the nicest gyms I've ever been to. I mean, they have some huge they're going to have huge like, like probably 3 to 4 champions in the next 2 years. And he's like, "You're going to fucking do this." And I'm like, "Yeah, I am." And then as soon as he walks away, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Nah. I'll do you just But no, so that was but no, but the guys like that though, you meet people and you can see why they're successful because they can inspire somebody 
who, you know, uh, it's just it's amazing. And I think jiu-jitsu is a lot like that, too, where I identify with jiu-jitsu as more on the on the fraternity type aspect of it, where, sure. you know, people don't understand the, you know, you have that fraternal bond with people. Like anybody, you see someone with a jiu-jitsu shirt on, you can immediately go up and talk to them. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing I love about it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's... The camaraderie. So this is our first time that we've had a seven-year blue belt two stripes well okay do you, uh, let me explain <laughs> yeah can you please so so most and of the, by, by the way andrew you know most of our listeners are white belts blue belts so so i'm sure that there's other no, listeners out there that fall into that category uh, trust that's me why I wanna well get the story to describe out. to the audience i'm built like an accordion so i'm basically five six like i'm like 178 right now but i should be like 155 even l- lower but I mean, when I started, I just was never good at, I was never good at sports, but I always put myself in successful positions where like even in high school, I sucked at football, but I was like, you know what? I'll go film and I'll do all this behind the scenes stuff. And then like, I don't know, I got this award through like the city paper. And it's just like, I I was always in successful situations and I was never athletic. Again, I'm not athletically gifted. So I started jujitsu and I sucked. I mean, I'm really, I'm, I mean, I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. I can handle myself. Everybody sucks at the beginning. Of exactly. Yeah. I just haven't progressed, but I also too, I don't have that killer instinct in me that some people have where, you know, like for me, I'm not really, I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to like get, turn too it nice. on. Exactly. Yeah. I'm way too nice. But then also too, um, I, you know, I've taken a couple breaks, but um, I got my, my blue belt from um, Henzo, Gracie in Pittsburgh, and then I moved down here and I trained at Elevate. Uh, most of the guys I'm with are purple belts. I start off with their purple belts at this point. But, you know, it, for me, it's not, I've, I'm just as happy being a blue belt forever. If I, I mean, I imagine I'll get my purple belt at some point. But for me, it's all about the experience. Um, I never go, like, I, I have no ambitions, like, you know, of doing anything. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not some crazy, I'm not Marcelo Garcia. Right. Right. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, not. But here's the thing: you got to like, if, if you got to look when you started something like this, you got to think: what are my goals? Like, are your goals like, are you trying to be a world champion? Because it's very hard to do. You got to like, first of all, this jo- this sport pays no money. Right. I mean, even the highest level people, like a Gordon Ryan, he might make what one twenty a year through sponsorships, seminars. Sure. Think about it: that guy's living in New York City, he's paying ta- you know, he's, it's taxes, all that kind of stuff. You know, his travel, like he he might make, but. Think, here's the thing how long can he do that for where you have to or if you're doing it for fun then it's like okay it's it's a, it's like playing in like a rec league for me it's like you know I go with my friends we roll beat each other up and you know we go home we have regular jobs what was your goal when you started Andrew because we've talked about this before about changing goals I mean th- for me it was I was 100 pounds heavier than, than wow. I am now and so for me it was to get fit it was uh, it was to have fun, you know, and and just find out something new. And those goals changed over the years. So, what was your goal whenever you started jujitsu? My goal when I started jujitsu, we got Boomer um, here. He's 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 lurking in his office. We've invaded his office. <laughs> my my uh, my goal when I started jujitsu was pretty much I, I I was trying just to get in shape, and I um because I was getting married, and at the time I was so when I started jujitsu I was one seventy five, and then I lost like thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. I've did I've done it once already, so it's not that hard. I lost it for my wedding, and then I slowly gained it back just because I got complacent. I used to do every tournament when I started, 
because really? when I huh. started, I was like balls. I was a, I had the itch where I was yeah. addicted. I was I went four to five times a week. But again, I'm, I was not very good because I have I have ADD jiu-jitsu. Like I after like four or five moves, I'm like, ah, please, like, like you know, let me start Just doing. Finish me. I know, no, no. But when we're watching like technique and I'm watching the instruction, anything past three steps, I'm like, yeah, it's tough. God, it's tough. Damn. Yeah, no, I'm right there. No, it's just because it's like yeah. I, I'm not like it's just to me. I'm like, it, and every anyone that's ever trained with me will tell you. Like I have something, they they've actually nicknamed it Flounder Guard, where <laughs> I'm kind of just on the ground and I just no because I you know and I just I, what I really do is I wait for somebody when I'm rolling with somebody usually to make a mistake and they dive in, you know I'm using some sort of guard guard retention and then you know a lot of the if they're not very experienced will dive in and then I try to go for a guillotine. Right. But it's that's pretty much my game. Flounder Guard. I know. Interesting. I like it. It's new. Yeah, because I would literally just let somebody because. Just they would have to literally beat the shit out of me to tap me. Like it was just gonna take, you know. Like I did my first tournament, it was like a naga or something like that. In like I I don't know what was going on, but I like hyperextended my arm, and oh my it was God. and it was just like and, and meanwhile like it was just you know, but it was fun. I had a great time. Yeah. So, well, it's still, and we have talked about this a lot recently uh, about goals changing and everything like that. But I still kind of come back to I think this is just the best hobby to have yeah. no matter what your goal is I think it it'll fit into jiu-jitsu and jiu-jitsu is going to help you accomplish Dude, whatever it is yeah like that's the whole thing too another thing is jiu-jitsu like helps you grow in life like there's so many things where like I don't know it's just it also builds confidence too like the you know the average person you know if, if something got to the ground and somebody's just flailing they're on you could, I could, you know, most of us could probably contain that person. You know, oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just, it, it's one of those things where I do really see it when somebody doesn't know jujitsu, and then I roll with them. Then it's like, oh yeah, I, I, that to me, that's where. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, my goals, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. My goals are just to, you know, keep growing and really, you know, build relationships through different things. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I like. I like helping people like get their stories out that are trying to do like this on a serious level too. So, um, I, I kind of live vicariously through them. So it's, yeah. How many days a week do you train, Andrew? Well, I mean, Sorry, lately, lately, lately it's been, a year. What, I at least get in once a week because here's the thing. I drive, I pass my gym on the way home from work. So there's oh, no, I can never, I can never say <laughs> to my, I, I I can never say ah oh, I, mean, I literally have to pass elevate when I drive by. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really lucky though too. Is like I'm I've trained at Elevate MMA here in Durham, and Cody Malte is my coach. He's probably he's also probably one of my closest friends. Um, he's actually the one that really let me kind of come into the gym and just start filming and just that's really kind of how it all started. And you know he's you know he, you know everybody does guillotines at our gym and that's his move. Yeah, so, of course, yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean I'm really lucky to have a really great culture in our gym where everybody kind of is friends and knows everybody so yeah yeah and, and you kind of mentioned it you know it's not that difficult getting those connections i mean we were lucky enough we were at the origin immersion oh yeah i saw that camp that was really cool last uh, last week and you know dean lister was there and it, i've heard he's it, a really good guy he's awesome. phenomenal i mean hilarious yeah. too he's got some crazy stories yeah i, mean, I imagine some that we had on air some that we yeah some were not Worthy or not, well, that's not, whole, not worthy. They were not appropriate. Well, that's another thing too. Is and a lot of people don't understand. Is you have to build these. Tr you have to build a reputation and trust with some of these bigger names, because if that's when they really start to open up to you, when they know they can tell you stuff, and they know you, they know you'll use 
the judgment whether to use stuff or not. Like, I mean, guys, have to, I've recorded stuff that I know I won't use sure. in the documentary just because it, it would make them look bad. And it might, because sure. the UFC is such a fickle thing where they you could say something wrong and they could cut you just because they just, they, just, they yeah. have 700 fighters on the roster. They don't, they really don't need you. So, yeah. But. Yeah, and that's a shame too, uh, you know, because it is a that, it is a tough gig. But you know, the nice part about MMA is, is it's growing worldwide. I mean, you look at One uh, FC. Was it one? Yeah, One yeah, FC. One FC. Uh, it's the what the second largest, or it might be the largest that's organization. A, that's now. a weird organization because they, they they we just go on what they say. There's no real data to actually. Back. I mean, you just assume that because it's all communism. So that's another thing where they say like sure. they, they they tell you, oh, this video was seen by. One one billion people, but that's the only channel that people like could see, could watch at that time. So yeah, everybody watched. <laughs> so it's that's hilarious. But no, it's a it's amazing the growth and everything that's that's going on. So yeah, yeah, and and two, you know, speaking of one FC, I love I love how um, the fans are very respectful, much more so. You can hear seems, a pin drop. Yeah, much so more so than it seems with with MMA and and the U.S. So I I really, and they appreciate the groundwork. They appreciate like all aspects of it. You hear them cheering after a clinch, you know, nobody cheers after a clinch, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. And I think it, I think it's just because of that, um, deep seated, uh, martial arts from a very young age, uh, there, you know, I think their national martial art is Tai Chi or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great organization. I think, um, it's it just the more options there are for fighters to be able to make to make a living, and still fight. Um, you know, a guy like Jordan Rinaldi, who's from this area. Sure, yeah. You know, he got cut by the UFC. His story of getting cut from the UFC. I had. It's one of those things. He, I'm still going to send him the final like of how it's going to look, just because I want to make sure it doesn't make him look bad. But you know, the circumstances of how he was cut, you know, was kind of it was kind of shitty. So it's. Uh, really. But you know, you got to look at it. There's 700 people on the roster. You know, they, it's just how it, it's stuff. It's just how it happens. But yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's. It'd be. I think he'd be perfect in one FC just because he's a really respectful guy. You know, doesn't really care about trash talking and just wants to fight. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. Agreed. Um, how about how about any others that you've got coming up? Again, we mentioned season one. Season one uh, drops October sixth yep. of the fight game series, and um, and in season two, are you going to have anybody like I'm fanboy of Gary Tonin? Oh yeah, no, for sure, Gary. Uh, so I'm going up to New York City, so I'm going to be doing the whole Henzo. Uh, nice. I mean, that's the plan. So in terms of jujitsu guys, I, my goals are you know I'd love to interview Henzo at some point, um, John Danaher. I mean that, that. I mean it's likely because I have the connections through Betty, so that's kind of sure. that's. But then um, I'd love to interview. Um, who else would I like to interview? I'd like to get back with JT and do a much longer interview. Um, I'm going out to Cal. When I go out to California, I'm going to try to link up with some um, like Felicia O. I'm going to interview oh, yeah. her, and then it, it's always just le- one thing leads to another, and it just you, it just doors just all of a sudden open up, which is pretty cool. Um, Aaron Harp was also somebody I interviewed. She's a black belt. No, black belt. Yeah, she thinks she's a black belt. Out of Matt Arroyo's gym, she fights mm-hmm. for Invicta. But her dad's a Hoist Gracie black belt. And um, oh, wow. she's a killer on the mats. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think who, who would I... I mean, I interviewed Vitor Oliveira. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a sure. really good dude. Um, 
Yeah. Cowboy Vitor? No, that's no, the UFC this, guy. Vitor yeah. is, um, he just, he was at Masters Worlds. Uh, okay. Yeah, he, the flow, I think, put a pretty big promo out. I mean, he's a, he's a really good dude. He, he just happened, he's from Brazil, happened to land in Columbus. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I'm trying to think. I mean, who, who do you think I should interview? I don't know. Who, yeah, I mean, who I, are I some guys, who are some guys that you like that you fanboy over? I, I mean, definitely Gary Tonin and, and Gordon Ryan. I mean, yeah, they, those guys for sure. I'm going to get with those them. Those guys are unbelievable. But uh, Trey Pace. Trey Pace. Is, yeah. he, is he local? Yeah. yeah. He's here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I did. That's, didn't that's I, do, I think I did a headshot uh, of him. I'm kind of a fanboy of Trey that's, Pace. That's, All right, well, then I, yeah. I can interview him while I'm here. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, he's. he's I think a, I did his headshot at the last Toro Cup. I think yeah, so. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, him. Did, Jeff, didn't Jared Jeff has it above his bed. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Did he? He went against. <laughs> that weird? Uh, he went against Jared, right? <laughs> yeah, Jared. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a great match. Such a good Amazing People don't understand, like, the technique that goes into those matches. It's so good the whole time. It's crazy. Like, that's another thing I sometimes don't appreciate we just watched like sam fallhaber and um i don't know who, who she but it was larkin uh lake uh i don't want to say yeah. the name wrong sorry but no it was an amazing match and there's so many little uh there's so much li- little like details that go in that the average person that's why i think ju- like jiu-jitsu will never take i i would love jiu-jitsu to be like this mainstream you know sport that's on like tbs or something like that or espn I don't know. I just think some some ways it's going to be tough because you got there's so much there's so many when there's nothing going on there's so much going on yeah. and the average person won't. For me, jujitsu is one of those sports where it's like you watch something. It's like going to an art gallery and watching like an exi- you're looking at a painting. Everybody sees like the person to the right might see it differently than I'm seeing it. Yeah. The person to the left might be seeing something that I don't see from a different angle. Um, it's just it's all just like. It's really just how you interpret it. Like some people do, don't like. I have a friend of mine who does not like to watch gi black belt matches. Yeah, it's you know what? Because he says they're boring. I'm exactly the same. I mean, for for mo- unless of course it's Trey Pace. Yeah. Um, but but here's why. I think that it's more consumable. That jujitsu is more consumable to the general public and understandable in no gi fashion. It's a faster pace. There's there's a lot more slick movements that you that that keep you entertained. Not me. I mean, I I, I like most everything, but they're right. Most of those gi black belt matches are won by Just an advantage. Each other out the and whole it's time. like it's like God, this is boring. You know, I get it. I get why it's not appealing on TV. Yeah, I get it. But I I do think that there is a spot for it on an ESPN or or, or the Ocho, if you will. Um, <laughs> you know, especially for no gi submission only stuff. Sub like only. You know the 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 great um, the great programs out there like Kasai, like Fight to Win, Fight to like Win's EBI. Great. You know, ADCC is going to be awesome this year with yes. with with. Uh, Fight to win, people. They're doing the production of it. Are they really? So it's going to be so. So ADCC is going to look like Fight to Win with the lights, the music, mm-hmm. and the production. Wow. It's, it's going to. That's they hired them specifically to do their entire production, which I'm really excited for. I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah, that is going to be really cool, uh, and hopefully they'll get their mic levels right. Um, <laughs> it drives me crazy whenever sometimes whenever they cut back and it's like the guy and it's like yes yeah, <laughs> like, I mean that's it, it's I think it's tough for them I mean I'm sure you guys realize people will critique stuff all the time and it's like audio's I want to tell tough, them like audio sucked for years dude, audio's tough not years months yeah <laughs> it might still suck and going back to the interview thing like I, I don't really know 
of these people and that's what I was you know getting at earlier but the more that you do like I'm really excited for it because I think Flow Grappling's done stuff where they have uh, like tournaments going and they have a little background like a two minute clip like yeah. then I have somebody to root for or against yeah there's a lot of guys too that like people don't even they're not even famous that are like have amazing stories like guys that like this one kid that was sleeping in a a 24-hour ah, fitness bathroom. That was a great story, man. I mean, he Johnny Bedford, essentially, who's like, you know, he's he's the bare-knuckle champion right now, but he's fought in the UFC. I mean, he pretty much took this kid in and basically... Um, that was one of the most amazing gyms I've ever been to. Like, it was... Uh, it, you know, you hear these stories, and it's all. No one in that gym has ever had anything handed to them that, in Dallas. It's they're they're, but they all bust their ass, and they're all really good people. Like Johnny Bedford's a guy. Like now, like I'll him and I will be friends forever. Like because we had that experience where you know, same with Joe. Like Joe and I will always have the experience of that summer when he got into the UFC, and I kind of followed him wrong for the ride. That's the kind of thing we'll look back on and you know have it. So. Man, it's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm excited. really excited. I'm really excited, you know, to for people to see how it all plays out. And um, yeah, because I mean, even though you kind of know what happens, we're gonna you're gonna kind of find out like why Adley got hurt. You know how what the circumstances was like, what was going leading up into Joe the week of Joe's fight. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they, like Joe. I mean, had to take that that fight had to happen. I mean, again. You know, he was. It was a struggle, like you know, just to make get it to the fight week. I mean, it was a tough camp, so uh, financially and just a lot of stuff. So yeah, it's a it's a grind. I mean, that's the so that's the kind of the stories I want to tell. And then, I mean, I have no shortage of like non-famous MMA people reaching out to me that want me to come out and film them. But you know, that's the whole thing where you know I have people like in Montana, like, hey, can you come out? I'm like, can you, can you at least take a pro fight for us? Like, you know, but. It's uh yeah I'm excited it's a really cool thing and like you know my wife's been super supportive of me doing this because um, you know there's no money in it right now but you know we'll see what happens I mean I'm I'm thinking of of instead of trying to get people just to give me money for a second season I'm thinking a lot of people have like American Express points Southwest points like hey if they want I'm gonna put up here's where I'm going who wants to sponsor these trips and like maybe someone you know, uses their points and pays for a hotel for one night. Yeah. And it's like, you're not really taking money. You know, that's where yeah. I don't, I feel weird, even like selling t-shirts and stuff. I feel weird doing it. But at some point, you know, you have like people ask, want t-shirts. So you have to, I mean, just, you know. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, we're BJJ campaign is going to sponsor a two night stay wherever you want. Uh, really? Yeah. For your next season. Wow. That's so, amazing. Um, Jeez. so you, you can, the, the work you're doing is very important. We appreci- it's, I appreciate it's very that. important that 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 people see the struggle. You know, jujitsu is about struggle, right? The the entire journey you you struggle all yeah. along the way. That's life, though. It is. It is, and we're meant to we're meant to struggle. The one the one thing I'll I'll end on this that the one thing that it's kind of this whole process is really made. I don't, and this is something like kind of Joe Selecki is kind of, and people don't know who Joe Selecki is. That guy grappling could have been one of the best grapplers like in the He's world. Incredible. No, like he people don't realize like he just does MMA, but he could have. I mean, he's well, he you know he re- he went against Dewan, who's Dewan's tough as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the Joe, if he just did grappling, he could he would be for sure a world champion because he's already black belt. He's I mean, if you can't if you saw his fight like the way he went through that guy. I mean, it's just, and, you know, he trains with John Salter. Yeah. But the one thing Joe really, and I, he and I really connect on is, you know, if you're not training, if you're, jo- if you're saying, I'm a professional MMA fighter, this is my job, but you don't treat it like your job, 
if you go out and lose, I don't feel bad for you. Like, right. I'm sorry. Like, that's the thing. Like, you're like you're able, you're trying to say you want to do this as your real job. If I didn't show up to my job for three days, they'd fire me. Mm-hmm. Right. It's one of those things where if you're not motivated and you're not self, you're not doing things every day. Like, a lot of people, I've realized what they do is even high, high level people, they don't train all the time. I mean, they train, but some guys, they just show up, they start, they start really training two weeks before the fight. I mean, where Seems you're crazy, really, right? and it's like big time, like promotions and stuff where, you know, Joe's always ready. Like he's all, he doesn't cut a lot of weight. Um, and, you know, same with Adley. Adley's always training. They're always ready to go. You know, where if it's not a lifestyle, like, I'm sorry, like, you know, if you're just doing it as a hobby, truthfully, why do you want to get punched in the face as a hobby? It's a terrible it's a idea. idea. I, I really think once you get to a certain point over a certain age, if you're a pro and you don't, and you're like so many losses below 500, I don't think they should be able to sanction fights. Like I interviewed a guy who has like 70 pro fights. Yeah. Jeremy Horn? That's, Not Jeremy Horn. Okay, I was gonna say. But like, it's like, like and they're still, they're still sanctioning his fights. It's crazy. Wow. So. Well, um, Andrew, I know you got to get back to filming. Yeah, man, and I really appreciate that. So generous of you guys on that. And um, yeah, no, I mean, but we're, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, You guys, I will definitely give you guys a a cool clip to drop on your page. And then I'm going to put your information out to, you know, on my platform as well. Tell them once again uh, where to find you on Instagram and on So Instagram's at Fight Game Series. Twitter is at Fight Game Series. um, And then... It's fight game series on YouTube, um, and then the fight. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much we're gonna release everything on YouTube. We're trying to build up that platform, but then everything will go on Facebook, pretty much. So yeah, and everybody out there, go out there, check it out. You're gonna you're gonna love the content that he's putting out, and share it with with all your friends. Um, and Philly, tell them how they can support us if they choose to do so. BJJCampaignPodcast.com, Facebook.com/slash BJJCampaignPodcast. Same on Instagram, uh, BJJ Podcast on Twitter. I think that's everything. We got smoking shirt deals, some patches, great stuff. And listen, if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Andrew, Phil, myself, we choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. This episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Speed Pro East Bay in Alameda, California, in the heart of the San Francisco Bay Area. They're the source for premium visual solutions to spruce up your interior space. From window decals and wall murals to conference room graphics and directional signage, create a work environment that is tailored to your brand. They'll not only print your custom graphics, but do installation as well. Visit eastbayspeedpro.com. That's E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-S-P-E-E-D-P-R-O.com. And mention the BJJ Campaign Podcast for 15% off your first order. Also, Eddie is a jiu-jitsu guy, so folks, go out there and support him. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. roll.